Danny Triple on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. He supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Woo! Everybody, here we are. Uh, this is a, a sort of a sad edition of Loose Lug Nuts. Um, Evan Roberts, no longer at Texas A&M. I thought it was a bad dream, but I walked down the hallway and all the the memorabilia from the crappy teams he likes, the Eagles and the Red Sox, all gone, along with all the uh, little Dale Earnhardt mini diecast. So he is currently on the road. To Lafayette, Louisiana. He claims he's going to keep doing the podcast, but we'll see once he gets into that big city if he keeps doing it or not. But until then, we have an all-star film in. Tyler Pig is going to join us. Uh, most knowledgeable person this year. He picks more winners than we do on average, so uh, good to have you here. Hey, thanks, T. Glad to be the uh, true Alabama native that can preview uh, weekend at Dega. Doesn't happen very often. There you go. Look at that. Talladega. First of all, holy poop. <laughs> the first bit of news, Alex Bowman not running at Talladega. Experiencing concussion-like symptoms, which leads me to believe he has a concussion after his accident at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it crazy that he finished the race? He finished the race. He didn't go through a fake thing like Tua Tagovailoa, um, and from what I heard, he has not yet watched MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he uh, maybe if he did, he'd be cleared uh, to race this weekend. Um, it's a really big blow to his, his playoff uh, chances. I mean. Of course, if he misses two races, he has zero chance. And we saw from Kurt Busch, sometimes these things don't fix themselves quickly. Yeah, it could be a long-term thing. The crazy thing about Bowman's hit, it was, it was from what I remember, it was, I think he was in like eighth or ninth place, kind of in the middle of stage two, and then it was a rear impact, like gets yeah. loose, slides into the back of the wall. What It didn't look like there was a ton of hard contact compared to maybe what Cody Ware went through or – yeah. Even I'm sure we'll talk about William Byron and Denny Hamlin, but like it didn't seem like a major incident at all. And so it goes back to the whole point of like the safety of the car. It's, you know, like Martin Truex said, it's kind of a crapshoot right now. And the the fact that that Noah Rex is going to sub in for the 48. And like you said, I don't have Alex Bowman making it into the top eight either way. But this, I think, pretty much does the 48 end for the rest of the year. Just a yeah, very I, weird I, circumstance. Yeah, he's currently 26 below the cutoff. Um, so even if he was in this race, he was chasing some people to try to get in. Um, I mean, I am very close to saying, should we be racing this weekend? Yeah, very especially close. where they're going. I mean, I I wouldn't mind Sunday if they said, hey, we're going to run Xfinity cars, which are <laughs> apparently safer uh, this week, and we'll just give Next Gen a week off. But I know there's a lot of money behind it, so they can't do that. Uh, as you said, Noah Gregson will be running the 48. He'll try to keep the car in the owner's playoff. That leaves the poor Beard Oil number 62. It's not Beard Oil. It's not oil for your beard. It's Beard, and they do oil stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he will be oh, replaced. That's an advertising ploy. <laughs> He'll be replaced by Justin Allgaier in the uh, number 62. So little bit of shuffling going on but we hope alex bowman's back for charlotte roval but i would not put my very small paycheck on it no same here i i don't see him coming back and it's even if he did that's not a place where he's had a ton of success long term so really tough me i'm curious to see what no Gregson does in the 48 though different ride for him than usual yeah. so it'd be cool and as much as i like beard oil due to my beard <laughs> and i'm sure beard oil is a great product uh, it gives Justin Allgaier another run back in back in the cup, so we'll see what happens with the 62. Yeah. Better news for Cody Ware. His accident looked much more violent, but he has been treated and released, and he did watch MacGruber, and he laughed, so he's cleared a race at Talladega this weekend. 
Yeah, I saw a photo floating around today from Talladega that uh, Cody wears in a boot and on crutches, but it's been doing PT and he's going to get after it. I, when they got him out of the car, Tommy, I was pretty concerned. It, yeah. it, it looked pretty, pretty rough. I thought it was something like related the way they got him out, but I just didn't know, especially where he hit on the pit wall. Luckily, nobody was down there. I know you and Evan talked about it on Tuesday, but um, it was one of the harder hits of the year period, especially with how safe the or kind of the safety questions that have come out about this car. But no standby driver for Rick Ware and crew and Cody Ware this weekend. It's going to be all him, apparently. So it's his right foot. It's in a boot. So that could be quite yeah, painful. I mean, I, I don't want to give parental advice, but if I was Rick Ware, I would not put my son in the car this weekend. But Rick, you do you, you know. I, <laughs> Connor Daly will make his cup debut with the Money Team Racing uh, uh, car sponsored by BitNile. I was sort of mad on this one. Like, I looked up Connor Daly's stuff. 97 NTT IndyCar races, uh, zero wins, and just, I think I put two podiums, but it may only be one podium. Uh, I'd have to go back. I Is that one more podium than Jimmy Johnson has? Probably more about <laughs> he's run two truck races, both at Las Vegas. He's won run one Xfinity race at Road America. I, you know, I don't mind him running here. I just want to know how he got cleared to run at a super speedway and Jennifer Joe Cobb did not. That's a good question. I also did a little Googling earlier on the money team racing.com. Connor Daly apparel for purchase. You can get a sweet airbrush hoodie for $50 on the money teamracing.com right now and a diecast oh, if you want you're missing it as we speak i'm the little cat mimi like pounding away at the keyboards trying to get to that uh website because <laughs> uh, you know I want, internet. you know i want connor daly stuff um yeah now i'm gonna regret that when he wins five straight races and we're trying to get him on the show okay jimmy <laughs> johnson who said two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, he's retired from full-time racing, which I sort of thought he already was. Uh, he says he's uh, only going to do bucket list events, and he says he'd like to do the double, the Memorial uh, Day weekend double, uh, double. He said right now his bucket list includes Le Mans, and then not just running the Rolex 24, but winning the Rolex 24, and then running the double so in two years, he's gone from not wanting to run the Indy 500 because his wife thought he could die to now wanting to run the Indy 500 and then stay awake long enough to also run the Coca-Cola 600. Yeah, it's the whole thing's just weird. Like we took we joked the other day in the office, like he only wanted to race road courses. And he thought, well, maybe the guy who had a lot of oval success was want to race race the ovals. Yeah. And in the car, and he barely did. I don't know the but like twenty four hours of Daytona Le Mans is that's all. Oh, that's really cool. And body wants to do it, but like the double and a new next gen car, and then not having a lot of Indy car success. I mean, that, yeah. more power to him. He's made a lot of money and can make these decisions. Oh yeah, but yeah. Carvana I, will I just, sponsor him and whatever he does. But yeah, I mean, and, I, so and, more power to him. And track houses. Uh, Justin Marks has offered up the Project Ninety One car for this thing. Normally, it was just going to be for international drivers, but Jimmy Johnson's an international man of mystery. So who who's the last guy to do the double? Do you remember? Is it Juan Pablo Montoya? I know Tony Stewart did it at least once. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was kind of. It was kind of a thing. It for a always while there. gets talked about, and then not, no one does ends up doing it. Maybe Kurt Busch tried to at one point. I may be crazy, but it's. I mean, more power. Like I said, more power to Jimmy Johnson. I just, I thought he when he walked away from NASCAR, it was that was it. And then all this talk about running the doing the double and Memorial Day weekend, and um, yeah, I don't know. But the the ninety one is the perfect car for him to go do it, and that's kind of what track houses wants to do. It's all about who they can get in to kind of pub that car and they run it. So. Makes sense. He he's the winner's exception with being a seven-time champ. So what, go ahead. I was just uh, I found a little bit of history. The first person to attempt it was John Andretti in '94, uh, Davy Jones '95, uh, Robbie Gordon to, uh, 1997, 2004. He had an eighth at Indy and a sixteenth at the Coca-Cola uh, 600. Uh, Kurt Busch, 2014, last Kurt uh, to there attempt. So I don't know if he actually made both races or not. So, yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if he wants to do it and he can find someone, just like to me, his thinking just goes back and forth and back and forth on that. Nothing says retired like running 1,100 miles over a weekend on Memorial Day. (laughs) Sorry, kids, we're not going fishing. Uh, The last thing we got in the news, uh, penalties issued for immature shenanigans in Sunday's cup race. The first one, Ty Gibbs finds 75000 his team assessed 25 owner point uh, loss for retaliatory vehicle contact on pit road with crew members slash officials in close proximity. And they also noted it's his second offense. I personally thought it was a weak penalty, like the money, you know, it's up there, but I just think he needed to be docked points. I know it's a different series, but NASCAR's got one commissioner, you know, over the whole thing. Like, if you use steroids in Major League Baseball, you can't play Minor League Baseball. Um, I just don't think he cares about cup owner points. Yeah, I don't know. Especially either. when I mean, it's, not even, it's not even his grandfather's team. It's someone else's. It's like 23XI. So, yeah. yeah I, it's, it's Michael Jordan's It's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's points and money. I uh, I kind of thought it was the same way to you. Like, you're thinking, like, he's competing for the for the Xfinity thing, I'll just hurt him there, especially if it's like this serious as a as a pit road uh retaliatory. Like it's kind of like a big, big no-no in NASCAR. Yeah. It's, it's our sacred place on pit road with the, the amount of people down there. And so kind of hit him where it hurts, but not really at this point. So uh then it could even throw our owner's cup stuff in the way I was talking about with 23XI and Bubba in that car to even more more down the wind, but who knows? It was, it was, it's odd. This another weird. And especially when they on. noted it was a second offense, I would think you'd want to come down with a hammer. I guess they think money wise, they came down, but points wise, it's nothing. I don't get it. And then the uh, second one, William Byron fined 50,000, docked 25 driver points, 25 owner points uh, for his uh, <laughs> retaliatory action against Denny Hamlin. Um that puts him under the cutoff line now for the uh, round of eight. So that stung a little bit. Yeah, it shakes the playoff up a little bit. I, you know, Denny Hamlin's the one who's probably not quite thrilled by it, seeing that he dropped like 17 spots in the in the finishing order at that point. But yeah, um, he's now, yeah, he's now intent. So um, going to be interesting to see what happens going forward uh, with him being cut off below the cutoff line because these are two places where William Byron could actually make a little bit of a comeback. He has a decent history. Uh, in both tracks, I mean, coming up yeah. just with the Roble. But Denny Hamlin's probably the one that's sick about it all more than anything. He doesn't really care about the fine or the points. He's mad that he dropped that far in the, in the finish yeah. last week at Texas. And, I mean, penalty aside, how bad did NASCAR look after the race when they said, we didn't see it? <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing is, is, is not only did it happen, like, at the start-finish line almost, that they just said, oh, we were really concerned about Martin Truex getting picked up by the by the tow truck and the, the medical service guy taking him back to the infield care center. Like it's something that what? happened in that race 14 times. <laughs> like that wasn't yeah. the first time the tow truck came out that race. Yeah, it was bizarre. Been out of the car. I mean, I know William Byron said he only meant to tap him under caution. Like that's like Sterling Marlin early 2000s like excuses like I, yeah. to me like it's just bizarre and then i thought denny hamlin whole had the whole ride in the world to be as frustrated as he was but hey give some people a chance now because i mean you know with Cindric and byron right there tied in and then bell and bowman back a little bit further i mean i was wrong daniel suarez may make the top eight because of that whole incident in texas because of this yeah well yeah he started one and knocked uh Cindric, uh dylan like that's the whole reason he's up there is he knocks some guys below the cutoff line so yeah yep so uh we're going to talladega um made famous if it was first by uh, bobby hill and jr and then made more famous <laughs> by uh will ferrell um we got the yellowwood 500 do they still got the commercials with the guy cowboy dressed the in yellow the fella Yellow yeah, fella. the yellow fella, Jimmy Jimmy Rain. Yeah, Jimmy I, Rain, I, I, a big I, a big donor of a fan of another t- institution in the Southeastern Conference that will go unnamed. Okay, um, yeah, I used to see a lot of him uh, back in the day. His commercials used to be on all the time. Don't see him as much. Well, it's going to be Sunday, two p.m. Covered starting at one p.m. on NBC, MRN, and Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel ninety. It's going to be five hundred laps or five hundred miles, one hundred eighty-eight, five hundred laps. 500 laughs would be something. 
else we'd have one car left uh, it'd be wrecking itself uh 500 miles 188 laps stages of 60 60 68 37 cars on there that means no one's gonna miss it biggest news bruce pearl he's gonna oh, be the honorary starter of the yellowwood 500 uh, he's guided Auburn over 150 wins in eight years, including a Final Four run a couple years back. He's also got multiple basketball programs on probation. So if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So he's got some tips probably for uh, Chad Knauss isn't on pit road anymore, but he can probably give some tips to some other uh, <laughs> crew chiefs. Who, who is, is, is Bruce Pearl or Chad Knauss for crew chiefs? I like that comparison. <laughs> yeah. And then hey, I – Look, Bruce Pearl's taking taking Auburn to the final four. I'm surprised he hasn't been here every year doing the the the, the being the Grand Marshal and, and uh, being an honorary starter. It's I mean that's a beat in itself. I mean, he's got the program where it's running himself. So even though today's probably today being uh, Friday is probably the first day of practice, he doesn't need to be there for practice. Nah, no big deal. NASCAR, this is irritating me. I'm running through their notes and the, even some of their stories, and they really are really pushing the wild card aspect of Talladega. I personally, I'm not a big fan. We're trying to figure out who a champion is, and we're in the playoffs. I'm not a big fan of a quote unquote wild card playing in a factor and who moves on. No, it's kind of has. Do you remember back in the day when they used to make everybody who was when Winston was the sponsor? It was like the Winston No Bull bonus stuff where they yeah. would go to like six, it was like Talladega and maybe Charlotte and yeah. like you'd make the rank, like, like Jeff Gordon would have like a, a red number. This is what it feels like. It's there's no real incentive to this. We've already had four straight races with four drivers out of the playoff win. Like, yeah, I really think we need a wild card in a place like Talladega when it's always pretty wild as it is, but. Hey, that's what they pay the marketing guys for. Yeah, I just so much for the best man wins. Let's just uh I, I it reminds me, uh you always watch it's or you watch it's always sunny. Yeah, have it have in the past. The the wild card. Who was the wild card? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Now I'm gonna have to go we're gonna have to be quiet for a second. Go. I'm because I'm gonna put yeah, a sound clip. <laughs> but I just remember the one episode he's like, I'll be the wild card. Wild card, bitches! So we got 14 uh, different drivers have won NASCAR Cup Series playoff races at Talladega, including six active drivers. Uh, Three of them are in the playoffs uh, this year. We got Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano. Uh, Three other winners active are Bubba Wallace. He's uh, in the owner playoffs. Brad Keselowski, who has two Talladega playoff wins and Eric Almarola. Six times yeah. we have oh go on. Go ahead, TJ. Sorry, no, sorry, I was gonna interrupt really quick. The uh the whole thing in this like going back really quick to what you're talking about is is the wild cards. Like did any of those three guys you just named, would that be your wild card if you had to pick one? I don't want to give away your long shot, but um uh I think Kazlowski would be wild card. Yeah, that's what I'd fall. That's you know, we know we have friends with the yeah, Amarola wild card. Um, <laughs> wild card bitches. Uh, that's the <laughs> thing from it's always. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> oh my god, I love that show. I always try to watch it in front of my parents, like when I'm home visiting my parents, because I think my dad would like it. But it's just a little bit too off color for the Dick household, so they <laughs> I usually get some moans and groans. Uh, six times a non-playoff driver has won a Talladega playoff race, including Dale Jarrett, 2005, Brian Vickers, 2006, Jamie McMurray, 2009 and 13. Old Jamie, get him back in a car. He seemed to, I think he retired too early. Clint Boyer, 2011, and then uh, Bubba Wallace last year. And then what does Clint Boyer do the eight months he's not on Fox broadcasts? I had the same thought the other day. Like, what is... Because they only have well, he doesn't do any truck stuff either. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, a lot of NASCAR I, race like I don't know if he's on social media. I just miss him because I see Kenny Wallace all the time. That guy makes me laugh on nonstop. But like Clint Boyer, who could make me laugh, and he's not. Maybe if he's not getting paid, he doesn't want to make me laugh. 
There you go. It is it is a cash for business operation. Kenny Wallace's laugh can make anybody laugh if you've ever heard him laugh. Nonstop, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. As far as overall Talladega races go, Brad Kozlowski used to own this place. Six wins, including uh, last year's spring race. Uh, Joey Logano has three wins. Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, two each. Ross Chastain won uh, this year's spring race. Uh, other drivers with one win apiece are Daryl Wallace Jr., uh, Chase Elliott, Eric Amarola, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I don't know who Ricky Stenhouse Sr. is. I hate when people use Jr. <laughs> I don't know who Sr. is. Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. We got featured matchups. The first one, Tyler Reddick, uh, Austin Dillon. This was the fan vote. RCR versus RCR. Two players that got in the playoffs, and then they were part of the first four out. So RCR's glory this year was short-lived. Reddick won last week, though, and uh, Dylan would probably get the favorite uh, for his two super speedway wins. That's why I'm going through Austin. I'm going Austin Dylan. I think he threads his way through multiple big ones, and uh, he finishes higher than Tyler. Yeah, I'll lean Austin Dylan too. Finished second here in the spring and actually led some laps, and he's a super speedway guy. The three car being good at Talladega is not anything new. So, uh, I, I lean Austin, Austin Dillon, even though I've really been impressed with Tyler Reddick over the last like 15 races and what he's done and winning last week as well at Texas. That's not a place he's or a try, type of track he has a lot of success with, but gonna lean, uh, gonna lean Austin Dillon to, to thread the needle through a lot of wrecks and maybe cause one or two as well. And missed opportunity last week. A Cheddar's was giving away free chicken tenders because Tyler yeah. Reddick won. I didn't make it there, very sad. You had to buy an entree, so I was going to have to go with someone else, and they were going to have to buy something <laughs> so I can get the free chicken tenders. Or I was going to have to buy one or two entrees, and the people would look at me funny, but uh, not the first time. The second one we got, oh, snap, they're going here. They got Denny Hamlin versus William Byron. I wonder why this matchup's been picked. Uh, NASCAR, what a coincidence. Yeah, NASCAR stirring their own pot of uh, their negligence. Uh I got Hamlin. He's got two wins here. He's got a whole bunch of other super speedway wins. So I'm going to lock him in as my choice. Yeah. I like Denny Hamlin too here. I, uh, I hope for William Byron's sake that they do not get in a drafting pack together at any point. Cause it may not end well for the 24 car, but I take Denny Hamlin. He, uh, has won here enough two wins, like you said, and, uh, actually, you know, think he's got a chance to maybe win the race might tease that here in a little bit. Whoa. And then the, the next one, we got Alex Bowman versus Christopher Bell, two guys who really need to battle uh, and get some points to get into the round eight. They're both going to be searching for uh, stage points. We say it a lot on the show, but I mean it this time. Only a moron would pick Alex Bowman. So I'm going with Christopher Bell. Even if Alex Bowman was in this race and not Noah Gregson, I would still take Christopher Bell. Uh, he's got a lot of ground to make up and a win is about the only way that it makes it a lot easier. So I'm going to go with uh, Christopher Bell, but and I'm also not an idiot. My phone just vibrated. I just got a text from Evan. He's uh, by the, there's a gas station in Baytown Boosies. He's Boosies. by, Bo he's by Boosies. And he said he's picking Alex Bowman. Wow, bold move. I guess that I'm glad the cell phone service is still working on I-10. It gets a little <laughs> sketchy when you get past Baytown. Evan locking him in. You know, we'll see how his fantasy team does. The last hammer, uh, hammer Alex Bowman. <laughs> the last uh, matchup we got Bubba Wallace versus Chris Busher rubbing the salt in the wound. The two drivers that could earn a spot in the playoffs with a win at the last super speed race in Daytona, but Austin Dillon stole that spot. I'm going Bubba Wallace. He has a win here. Plus, I think he's definitely one of the most improved drivers from the beginning of the year, and he's starting to get the results that 23XI expected out of him. Yeah, him and Busher are almost like identical in driver rating in Talladega, but I'm I'm going to lean Bubba too. I think, you know, even though his win was a range short one a couple of years back, I think he's, like you said, T.D., been one of the most improved drivers. He's had a lot of success at different tracks, and he's always a threat at a super speedway. He's had a lot of good runs in Daytona and Talladega. So um, I'll take the – he's in the 45, right? I keep forgetting, 23, yeah, 45, 45, 45, 23, 45 again uh, for the 45 this week. Okay, the standings, no one's locked into the round of eight. We got two races left in the round of 12, that being this week at Talladega, next week at the – I don't like the Roval, but 
Yeah, I, I wasn't watching it. Uh, drivers with over a 20 point cushion include Logano plus 37, Chastain plus 25, uh, Larson plus 23, Blaney plus 22. The other four drivers above the cutoff are Hamlin plus 15, Elliott plus 11, Suarez plus 11, and Chase Briscoe plus seven. On the bad side of the cutoff, Sindrick minus seven, Byron minus eight after his penalty. Bell minus 25 and Bowman, who's not in the race, is minus 26. Long shot. I am going to go with Eric Amarola. I think in order to win at Talladega, you have to finish on the lead lap at Talladega. No one has done that better the last 10 races at Dega than Eric Amarola. He has nine lead lap finishes. The only driver with that many. There you go. That's a good long shot. I like it. Uh, I, to be honest with you, TD, I was really had this weird feeling about going with Daniel Suarez for some reason. Maybe he runs really well at Talladega and then gets a good spot to lock in and go to the Roval. Then I looked up his last five finishes at Talladega <laughs> and I hit, took a hard pass. So we're going to ride with the number three car, Austin Dillon. I won at Daytona a few weeks back, finished second at Talladega in the spring race. Is a super speedway guy. That three car has got a lot of wins at Talladega. Ten from Dale Earnhardt Sr. If you're keeping count, so we're going to ride the uh, Austin Dillon machine as the long there, shot this week. There you go. And the funny thing, like I looked at the odds, it's such a weird race because if you look, there's like seven people that were like twelve to one favorite, like co-favorites, all at twelve to one. Yep. So like no one's really wanting to go in on a favorite here, as to be expected. Winners. I'm gonna go in the in the seven races at Talladega since 2019. Only two drivers have a average rating over 90 at the track. One is Ryan Blaney, 97.3. The other, Joey Logano, 94.7. Both uh, Penske guys. I'm going with Blaney here. Uh, he has two wins here, and he'd give us 20 different winners in 2022. So, like the Blaney pick, I um. I was really close to going really long shot here on the on the on the on the odds and picking Eric Jones. He's got the best average finish of anybody in the last two years at Dega and Daytona. Uh, but I'm going to ride with the old tried and true Joey Logano. He's got three wins here. Um, could really use another win to really put himself in a good place down the line. Uh, to once they get past the Roval down the final stretch of the playoff and they cut it to eight. And he's got just really good success at, at, at Talladega over the last five years. So I'm going to ride with the uh, the old uh, Joey Logano machine to get into the victory lane. There you go. And now we got an Xfinity race. It's the Sparks 300. It's Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern start. They're going to try to get two races in on a Saturday. Always dicey with fall weather and hurricane season. And the sun's going down earlier than it had been. But they're going to try. They're going to try their best. Coverage starts at 3.30 p.m. on USA Network, MRN, Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90. 300.58 miles. So if you're rounding up, it should be the Sparks 301. 113 laps, stages of 25, 25, 63. Weird uh, breakdown. 41 cars on the entry list. Three are supposed to miss the race because only 38 cars. But we've gotten some dropouts due to weather concerns so don't you worry mike Harmon will be in the race pretty exciting dropouts joe nemechek was supposed to be in the 24 sam hunt racing he also missed the daytona race because the qualifying was rained out so he's over two number 53 of emily gase motorsports was supposed to be driven by jeffrey earnhardt they also have him listed driving the 35 cars so i don't know if both cars are out one car's out two cars out but one of their twos out for sure. And then number 77, uh, Bassett Racing. They're really having trouble qualifying for races. And they decide to not even drive out here because of the weather. So Ronnie Bassett Jr., he will not be in the race. Three, 33 previous Xfinity races at Talladega produced 27 different winners. Earlier this season, Gregson won, edging out Jeffrey Earnhardt, Dinger, Sieg, and Castle rounded out the top five of that humdinger of a race. Gregson looking to make double history. He's looking to become the first ever driver to win five consecutive Xfinity races. He's currently tied with Sam Ard, uh, four uh, wins in a row. 
He's also looking to become just the third Xfinity driver to win consecutive Talladega races. Old Martin Truex uh, won three consecutive races, 2004 to 2006, when Dega hosted just one race a year. And then Justin Haley did the sweep during the COVID 2022 season. We only have two former other former winners in the race, Jeb Burton and Brandon Brown. I think that was this the race where let's go Brandon started. I think so. 2020 or 2021. Uh, I think that was 2021. Yeah. 2021. They all run together at this point. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, real quick on this. Yeah. Uh, did, 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 does it always surprise you when you see Jeffrey Earnhardt's name pop up on this thing? Yeah. That he's running. Yeah. I, I do too. I just go like, huh, that's right. Okay, Jeffrey Earnhardt, I got And the fact that he finished second, I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, last yeah, yeah. And everyone was real upset because he was uh, he was winning late, and people thought he was going to finally get get that win. So, yeah, he gets the sponsors. He just hasn't been able to get a uh, locked on a full time ride. So, we'll I know. See. someday maybe he can get a junior motorsports ride one day. I, I hear he knows a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whether the guy likes him or not, to be decided. To be determined. Uh, standings. Uh, Gregson is the only driver locked into the round of eight with Talladega and the Roval left. Can't say anyone else is safe when you're headed to Talladega. <laughs> but Dinger and Gibbs both look good. They're plus 47, plus 46. Gibbs should be plus 21, but they didn't take those points away from him in Xfinity. Uh, next three have to be feeling okay, but certainly don't want to be caught in a good uh, big one. Austin Hill plus 30, Josh Berry plus 24. Justin Allgaier plus 20. Everyone else is precarious as can be. Sam Aaron, Ryan Sieg, one point over the cutoff. Herps, Riley Herps, one point below. Daniel Hemrick, eight below. Brandon Jones, 13 below. And Jeremy Clements, after his uh, debacle last race, he's now 29 below the cutoff. Who do you got winning? Uh you know, I really, for a while, was going to go Noah Gregson. Like, he won there in the spring, won f- trying to get five races in a row. But I'm going to actually go with Dinger. He won the dash for cash back in the spring. I for, kind of forgot about that. He got a sweet $100,000 bonus. Uh, he, I just I like like Dinger. I don't know why. I, I Noah Gregson's got all the momentum in the world. Um, and I really actually thought uh, to even throw him out, throw him away behind Justin Allgaier. But I said, you know what, we're going to go with, with Dinger. And, and and really getting a good spot in the playoff after it with a win. I, I like that pick. And like for the longest time, colleague was they were the super speedway people, and then Justin Haley left and sort yep. of went back a little bit. So you're like, was it just Haley? Uh, but they had a one, two, three finish at a super speedway. So they can get it done, maybe get Landon Castle out front with Daniel Hemrick. Uh, they've been having trouble though. <laughs> the last race they were all together and then they all wrecked. Uh I forgot who <laughs> wrecked right. them. So sometimes it's cool to hang out together. Sometimes it's not cool. I'm going to tell you the way Kyle Weatherman has been running in the 34. I would have picked him this week, but then I looked at the entry list and Jesse Awuji's in the car. So I'm going with a pick sort of out of nowhere. Trevor Bain in the number 18. He has a super speedway win in the cup series, win in that Daytona 500 and the number 18 car is always strong. So sort of a long shot, but that's the guy I'm picking. Yeah, it's like long shot, uh, throwback pick, and uh, a winner all in one. Yeah, if you, it's it, like, this is a track. If you're gonna waste a pick like that, that's the this is a track to do it at. Yeah. Then we got the trucks running. They're in the uh, it's the Chevy Silverado 250. I'm gonna be honest. Anytime I see a manufacturer as a sponsor, I feel like the race could be fixed. <laughs> you're <laughs> you saying know? there might be some fixing. Yeah, like we need a Chevy Silverado to win this thing. Sorry, uh, Thorsport, we're going to slash all your tires. Uh, Saturday, it's the first race they're going to try to get in on the uh, double uh, double header. The weather looks okay. I was concerned because of the hurricane, but I keep checking my apps, and it looks like it'll be okay. We'll see. Um, race is at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, coverage starting at 12. Races on FS1 because uh, NBC does not like the trucks, sort of like Evan Roberts. Uh, we got MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. 
uh, calling the action. 250.04. I don't think we need like we need to go to hundreds of a of a mile. Uh, 94 lap stages of 20, 20, 54. 20 like those you get two wrecks and the the, the stage is like eight laps <laughs> yeah. Over, yeah yeah 41 trucks entered but uh, Corey ropers dropped out due to weather concerns so four people are going to miss the race i uh, haven't heard of anyone else dropping out of note natalie decker running we haven't seen her in a truck since 2020 when she had 13 races and uh, one top five finish a fifth place at daytona then Parker Retzloff uh, making his truck debut. He's been pretty solid in his uh, first six Xfinity races all coming this year. He's got an average finish of 18.0. So respectable um, for a, a semi-rookie. Talladega has always been a truck playoff race. So all six of those, though, have been won by non-playoff drivers. Uh, 2016, we got Grant Enfinger, friend of the program. Parker Kligerman, 2017. Timothy Peters, I forgot he existed, 2018. Spencer Boyd, 2019. My favorite uh, back in the day, Raphael Lassard. He's running up there in Canada now, but he won in 2020. And then last year's shocker, Tate Fogelman. Uh, five former winners in the race. Kligerman's a two-time winner. Johnny Sauter, uh, Grant Enfinger, Tate Fogelman, and Spencer Boyd each have one win. When we look at the standings, only one person locked into the championship four uh, with Talladega and Homestead Miami, the two left to get the uh, championship four. Uh, Ty Majeski, he had the, uh, not really a shocking win, but um, not expected, I don't think. So on the good side, the two, two Smiths unrelated, Chandler plus 24, Zane plus 21, Stuart Friesen also plus nine, sort of a shocker. Um, because you would think either John Hunter Nemechek, who's minus nine, or Christian Eckes, who had been running strong, who's minus 13. Grant Enfinger finished in fourth place last year, but or last race, but he dropped nine uh, or six points in the standings. So he couldn't be too happy. He's minus 15. And then Ben Rhodes, the defending champion, minus eight. Who do you got winning? Uh, I'm going to uh, put it down on Grant Enfinger. He's the only Talladega winner in the championship eight to have two top fives and top three or three top tens. I think it was last like 10 starts at Talladega. Um, so among the guys that are trying to win the championship, he's got the most success success here and has ran well of late. So right now he's like you said, he's on the bad side, got to get to the good side. So I'm going to go with Grant Enfinger. And he's an Alabama guy. He's mattress. Correct. Alabama logos on it when he was a kid and he was, I didn't know they made mattresses with logos on. I knew they made sheets that you put over your mattress. But if you really ain't in the sheet mood, you can actually get a mattress, apparently, that has the logos on it. Yeah, Grant Infinger TD is, um, I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, he's from Fairhope, I believe. But there, he's got two strikes. He grew up an Alabama fan. And he went to South Alabama, which is an arch rival of the Troy Trojans. So maybe yeah. Grant and I need to get together and have a talk about you know some things. That he, you know, but it is cool he's had a lot. He's had some good success there. And yeah. uh, for people who are from Alabama, like I am, Talladega is like a big deal. It's it's there are no pro sports there, obviously. So yeah. this is one of the cooler events we get all year in that state. So um, I'm gonna ride with him. At least he's not Chase Purdy in the old Miss camouflage car. You know that's all that really matters for <laughs> truck. Because uh, nothing hey, says Bama camouflage buggies. like Ole Miss, you know. So well, yeah, and this is a race he should be in the Bama buggy truck. Like you're correct, yeah. The other side. Is... I always what? said that Alabama is Mississippi with a better PR department. Because if you look at the movies that have Alabama in it, Sweet Home Alabama, and then you got Mississippi, it's like, hey, we don't like uh, slaves and and stuff movie. <laughs> so Alabama, fun, better PR department. Fun fact, Thomas, do you know what the state state, uh, the state motto of Alabama is? What's that? Thank God for Mississippi. <laughs> That's the Cleveland. But at least we're not Detroit. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you know how this works. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with Grand Enfinger because he's been running strong lately, but then I remember he's in the playoffs and playoff drivers never win at Talladega. So I'm going with two-time winner Parker Kligerman uh, to win. Uh, now we come to our uh, favorite uh, time of the uh, show where we pick our favorite paint schemes. I, uh, I made a list, you know, it's a pretty strong race. I think, uh, they're a pretty strong weekend. I got Ross Chastain. He's back in the number one 
jockey made in America. It's got the uh, red and white stripes. I'm imagining there's some sort of stars on the hood. Uh, once again, when you're showing us paint schemes, the side of the car is only one fourth of the car, two fourths, two fifths, two. We don't forty percent. Yeah, we don't need to see under the car, but like, so the rest of, you got to show us the rest of the paint scheme. But it looks good from the side. We got Kevin Harvick, always a favorite. Uh, but he's in the uh, Bush Wingman, uh, hashtag Bush Wingman number four. And then we always talk about William Byron when he's in the Raptor number 24. Uh, it looks like a movie uh, poster for like a Godzilla movie. Um, but I, I don't know what Raptor is. I still don't know. I, I, I Look, I grew up a, a Jeff Gordon guy, and it pains me sometimes to see some of the paint schemes that come, they come up with the 24. Uh, my favorite one all year long has been the Valvoline one, and that does not fit on that car at all. It should be at the number six, but, you know, I digress. It is a cool-looking – the black and neon yellow is pretty cool. It's just – it's I don't really know what Raptor is, so maybe I need to call their PR guys. Yeah, I mean, the, we always fall back on wiener pills if we don't know what it is. Uh, Todd Gillen in the number three. I know these aren't wiener pills. The number 38 Georgia Peanuts car. Wow, how about some shade towards the state of Alabama and throwing the Georgia Peanuts on the – at least it's not Georgia Peaches. That's a big sticking point if you're from Alabama. They make their peach farms in Alabama, guys, in case you're curious. Yeah. So, well, uh, it was like it's not – last year – I want to say Ross Chastain, when he was in Florida, he ran Georgia watermelon vehicle. And then when they were in Atlanta, he ran Florida watermelon. I think so you're right. Yeah. Versa. They make a lot of peanuts in Southeast Alabama too. So it's, I mean, nothing like a good little interstate feud to put on a race car. <laughs> then we got, I bring this up every time, Ricky Stenhouse in the Sunny D number 47 Sunny D, if you're listening, I say it every time. If you made Sunny D zero, I would drink three gallons a day. Yeah, like sunny, you. ice cold Sunny D. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. at least it's not the NOS car. Yeah, <laughs> that NOS is straight trash. Yeah, Sunny D, I love the flavor. Do not like diabetes. So make some zero <laughs> and I will look. And then we always pick Daniel Suarez in the number 99, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. I know... You want to pick him, but he'll probably crash and finish 36th. But uh, there we go. Xfinity Series has some strong cars. First of all, a friend of the program, Bailey Curry in the number four. Usually throwbacks are done at Darlington, but he's got a throwback here for this race. He's in the Alka-Seltzer number four car, but he's throwing it back to an old Terry Labonte paint scheme. So... I don't get it's why. It, yeah, I don't get it, but I like it. Uh, oh, I like it. I don't Just, really... You're honoring a uh, Corpus Christi driver <laughs> in Talladega, and it's not Darlington weekend. Just Yeah, and I don't really remember. I'm going to hit the Google machine really quick while we do a live podcast. of Terry Labonte's success at Talladega. I think he won like twice, maybe. Uh, I don't remember him being like an electric guy at, at, at Talladega but he we'll see but it, it does look cool he it, won the 80 in 2003 not well yeah I got the wrong one I didn't want the Southern 500 um or did I uh what's he want here yeah anyhow I just found it an odd time to do a throwback and then the final one we got I hope he's in the race one Emerling Gaze car dropped out I hope this car didn't drop out if there was a die cast available I would buy it Joey Gase in an Absaroka uh, paint scheme. I don't know what Absaroka does. I know in the uh, TV show Longmire, uh, everything happened in Absaroka County. It was supposed to be Wyoming, but they filmed in New Mexico. Really freaking weird. <laughs> really weird. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a mountain range in Wyoming, but I don't know what kind of products they're pushing on this paint scheme, but it's a sharp-looking car, so... We should explore. <laughs> that was me looking to see what it is, and then the commercial came up. So yeah, we'll find out what Absarok is, and we'll Twitter about it. Now going to the truck races. Uh, number seventeen, Ryan Priest in the RaceChoice.com and Tavern on the Tracks. Uh, number seventeen, he's got Christmas lights on the side. 
the tail uh the it's not a real gate i don't think you could put it down and then like put like <laughs> stuff in the back but the tailgate All your christmas presents yeah the tailgate says christmas is right around the corner and then it's got racechoice.com uh like you should go christmas shopping while watching this race uh, so i like that you know it's never too early for christmas eggnog i found eggnog in the uh, grocery store the other day it's so. about that time what is what's your eggnog of choice by the way i always forget what it's called well there's one back home gosh i feel like an idiot uh Oh my God! You put me on the spot. No, I mean, there's one. I have, a there, brother, I, I have a brother-in-law that like swears by Pennsylvania Dutch. Like I have to hunt it down here to bring it back, which is probably. Well, I feel a like Pennsylvania crime. Dutch already has booze. <laughs> oh yeah, are, no, he, I, we that's the only, that's the only type of eggnog we drink in our family. Don't worry. Well, I mean, I like to put alcohol in it, but I usually don't buy it. I, I get it from a Hartzler Dairy Farm. Is my Ooh, favorite. Okay. But I found this one, and it's actually in. Uh, it's in the refrigerator next door. It's uh, it's a local Texas out of Terrell, Texas, uh, 1836 dairy. So 1836 dairy. Okay, mad to make a road trip. So well, I got it at H or Kroger. So okay, okay. Um, and then we got Austin Wayne Self in the number 22 AM Technical Solutions car. Lots of pink this weekend. Pink numbers and accents. Uh, for breast cancer awareness month but only austin wayne self goes all in his vehicle is pink looks pretty sharp and then we yeah. mentioned the chase purdy in the uh number 61 old miss i know you don't like it but i like anytime colleges invest in a car uh, yeah Texas i do like that right yeah Wayne we need to work on week. that we need to work on that for sure i i think you know auburn alabama did that a couple of years ago it was pretty cool in the cup series the only thing like i i saw the old miss real tree stuff i kept thinking like is Ole Miss and Realtree, that's really the two brands that connect in the state of Mississippi and not the other institution that the Aggies are maybe playing this weekend. I'm I'm a little yeah. confused by that. I just wish it was the Bama Buggies car because it's the only race in Alabama, you know, you know whatever. Yeah. And then we got an honorable mention. Um, none of these really stood out except for the fact that they were not gray. Um, with, the exception of, <laughs> with the exception of Matt Crafton's yellow number 88, Almost forever, most of the Thor Sport trucks have been a blah gray with a different colors and accent. But this this race here, they're rolling Ben Rhodes in a bright orange Kubota number 99. They got Christian Eckes in a maroon farmpaint.com 98. Uh, that looks like the side of a barn. And then they got Ty Majeski in a teal 10 to number 66. So bringing some colors to the track instead of that just institutional gray that you like to run so yeah i um i actually glad they're doing this because i get the 98 and the 99 when i do watch the trucks i lose track of them half the time because it looks like the same exact car you know that they have i'm pretty sure completely different sponsors so um it makes my head spin a little bit so i'll take it but you're heading to the trucks tomorrow your head still might spin this week because johnny Sodder's running for thor sport and he's in a bright yellow truck that looks just like matt crafton so there we go. I mean, Johnny Sauter has always had some interesting paint schemes dating back to the old uh, AOL.com car days. And I believe yeah. the 30, that sounds right. So not not shocked that he's running something bright and yellow and green at, at, at a track. That doesn't shock me at all. So that is it for Talladega. I'm excited. I'm a little, like, I'm hoping to get both the races in on Saturday because I, I'm going to be honest, I don't got much to do Saturday. Um, where, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I've got got some stuff to do, but I'm excited to watch. I, I'm with you. If they did this in September, doing back to back double header days or double header day on Saturday could be kind of tough. I wouldn't say the attendance there is going to be booming on Saturday, but for the Sunday Cup races, I saw a thing that they've pretty much gotten close to a sellout. And I think 50 or someone from all 50 states has purchased a ticket. There you go. There you go. Well, that is it. We will see if we have Evan Roberts back next week. Hopefully he made it safe. Um, he's not going all the way through the state, so I think he should be able to make it to Lafayette, get locked into his apartment, hopefully find goats to hang out with, and then we'll get him back on. We miss you, Evan. Uh, like, I, I was crying today as I walked down the hall. and I was playing boys to men, end of the road. Um, but it was good to have Tyler Pig on, and we're going to get him into the rotation. We need to find some sponsors, so we'll talk to 
uh, our friends in the marketing business get us some money for this thing and the, maybe we can get a three-man rotation going and one thing we haven't mentioned is we need to get our three-man rotation if we can get our guy luke killing on he was a good friend of the program chase briscoe came to uh jerry world on saturday night and uh after a little qualifying so uh luke's luke's been amongst some of our heroes in the last yeah. week or so so uh, we might need to swing him on here too, but no, it'll, it'll be a fun race. Uh, as an Alabama guy, I'm excited to watch Talladega as always back to my, uh, my, the maid of honor in our wedding is from Talladega. Uh, my, my wife's best friend from college, Emily Green, now Emily Maniscalco, they live in Talladega. So, uh, so, uh, very excited to see all the people convert, converge on Talladega, which is about the size of my house. It is not a big place at all. So there you a lot go. Of fun. So- everybody should go one time, do it once. All righty, we'll catch everybody later. We're going to have uh, former Talladega winner Bobby Hillen take us out of the show. It's good talking to you, and we'll see you next week. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain I started running many stops when I was 13 short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride